Thanks for joining Cornerstone Worship Center's Building a Better Life. For more information about our church, service times, and additional resources, we invite you to check us out on the web at www.abetterlifefor.us. God bless you. (laughs) Praise God. I'm excited about bringing the word to you today. If you would, please take your Bibles and turn to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, third book in the New Testament. While you're turning there, I got this sent from Jeff Harmon this week, and I thought this would bless all of you, a newspaper article that said, in most of the United States, there is a policy of checking on any stalled vehicle on the highway when temperatures drop to single digits or below. About 3 a.m. one very cold morning, Montana State Trooper Alan Nixon Number 658, responded to a call. There was a car off the shoulder of the road outside Great Falls, Montana. He located the car, stuck in deep snow, and with the engine still running, pulling in behind the car with his emergency lights on, the trooper walked to the driver's door to find an older man passed out behind the wheel with a nearby, nearly empty vodka bottle on the seat beside him. The driver came awake (laughs) when the officer tapped on the window. Uh, Seeing the rotating lights in his rearview mirror, this and the state trooper standing next to his car, the man panicked. He jerked the gear shift into drive and hit the gas. The car speedometer was showing 20, 30, 40, and 50 miles per hour, but it was still stuck in the snow, wheel spinning. Trooper Nixon, having a sense of humor, began running in place next to the speeding but stationary car. The driver was totally freaked, thinking the trooper was actually keeping up with him. This goes on for about 30 seconds. Then the trooper yelled, pull over. The man nodded turned his wheel and stopped the engine. (laughs) Needless to say, the man from North Dakota was arrested and probably still shaking his head over the state trooper in Montana who could run 50 miles per hour. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff, for that. I appreciate that. You know, God renews our purpose and vision regularly. Everybody say this with me. God likes new things. Sometimes, you know, church or Christianity can, can seem a bit old. You know, we remember the story. We remember the old rugged cross. And we should remember the cross. But we're there to, we're, we're, we're to visit the cross and remember the cross only because it empowers us for what is ahead. Hallelujah. You never sacrifice your future on the altar of the past. Amen. And as Christians, we have more tomorrows than we do yesterdays. That ought to be a reality in all of our lives as believers. We really do have more tomorrows than yesterdays. The Bible says that Christ has become our high priest of the good things to come, of our future. It doesn't matter what age you are. You have more vision than you do memories when you stay close to God. You hearing me? Luke chapter 5, have you found it? Look down at verse 36. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. Everybody say, it does not match the old. It does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins And both are preserved. This tells us that the old, like I just said, does not match the new. You've got to be willing to change if you want something new. You can't just sew it together with the old. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have been made new. The newness never wears off when you're in Christ. It just keeps being renewed. You stay new. Jesus is not telling us here how to be a wino, (laughs) but how to embrace new things. He's telling you how to increase. He's telling you how to stretch and to expand your life so you don't lose the new. Many people can't embrace new things because they're so stuck in their old. They can't receive new things because they can't stretch anymore. The attitude is, I just can't take anymore. I'm too old for this. I don't even want to hear it. Hmm? Yeah. This generation that is now the parents, my generation, are dealing with the way that kids dress and the music they listen to. And sometimes I can hear my parents when I talk to my kids about the music they listen to. And at the same time, I hear my parents talking. Don't understand the word. How can you even understand a word they're saying, son? I can hear it perfectly fine, Dad. <laughs> huh? And here, and here, and, and, but here I am, feeling the same way. But listen to me. I refuse to be a person that points on the next generation and says, I don't like you. I refuse to be the person that says, I don't like the way you dress and I don't like your music. I have to embrace the change. Because this next generation has got to keep moving forward. This generation has got to be the next generation that ushers in the coming of Christ. That continues to, if not that, extend the gospel. Extend the kingdom of God. Continue building the church. And how can I expect to be an influence in their lives if I have this attitude, I don't like anything about you or what you do or what you look or your, your hair is too long or it's too short or you have too many piercings, you have too many tattoos? Hmm? I have to learn to embrace the new. Stay engaged in what's happening now. Amen. We have to stay new. We live in a time when technology and business is changing daily. And you know what? If you don't change, you get left behind. Jesus said in Matthew eighteen three: Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. See, he's not telling us about being childish. He's telling us to take on a childlike attitude. See, children love to learn. Children, they quickly embrace new things. They, you know why? Because they have so little memory and so much vision. They have so few yesterdays and so many tomorrows. See, I'll probably grow, uh, uh, you know, they, they they never say stuff like, you know, when I was a kid, I never had the thought, and I don't know about you, but, but the sky was the limit when I was a kid thinking about what I was going to do. I never thought about, you know, when I grow up, I'm just, I'm just never going to get out of debt. Kids don't think like that. When I grow up, I plan on being married three times. <laughs> when I grow up, I plan on spending a few years in jail. They never say that. Kids say, I'm going to be a policeman. I'm going to be a fireman. I'm going to be a pastor. That's the best. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to, be, I'm going to play in the NFL. I'm going to play in the NBA. And they, they think they're all going to do all of that in the same lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> right? Their vision is limitless. Why? Because they have nothing in their past telling them what they can't do. Mm-mm-mm. So what happened to the time when you were going to get it all and going to do it all to the time where you couldn't do anything anymore? 
You stopped being new. You stopped learning. You lost the attitude of a child. Your memories, your failures, and your struggles begin to dominate your life. Unless you be converted and become like a child, you can't enjoy the kingdom and its privileges. See, children can learn to speak multiple languages with no problem at all. That's right. I mean, they can just learn all kinds of languages. Me, I'm like, no hablo Hispanic. I don't know. You know, we struggle with those kinds of things. I mean, when I was, uh, when I was youth pastor uh, here at Cornerstone, I would, I would put together our announcements. And, and back then, you know, we were using PowerPoint. And, uh, and, man, I'm telling you, it would take me hours to put together announcements for our youth because I wanted them, you know, to, to be cool. And I was trying to do all these things. And it would take me hours to put together just a little slideshow with PowerPoint. And... Uh, I walked, in, I walked in one day to, to our youth, and, and one of the kids was messing with my PowerPoint program. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, you got to fix this. you got to change that. And he starts clicking all around, and he says, we take all this at school. And in like two minutes, he had it looking twice as good as I did for hours. I mean, it, <laughs> it blew my mind. You know, I sit and watch my son play video games, and I, don't, I have more fun watching him because I just get lost looking at the TV screen, what he's doing. You know, he's just dominating the world, you know, and I... But see, you can't experience all that God has for you if you can't learn new things. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you today. Hmm? Look at your other neighbor. Don't leave them out. I think he's talking to you too. <laughs> Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Amen. See, it's a new thing for the Cowboys to be in the postseason. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Hair's falling out. Back's a little stiffer. Hmm? You used to get out of bed and run. Now you just think about running. <laughs> even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Let's all say that together. Renewed day by day. Again, renewed day by day. In other words, I may be getting older on the outside, but I'm getting younger on the inside. Fresh vision, new dreams, new desires. What will you do this year that you've never done before? Where are you going to go? What will you possess? What's your dream? What's your goal? What's new about you? Because God's not standing still. He is moving. Move with him. And renewal is a part of a healthy life. You know, everything in God's world needs to be renewed now and then. A deer loses its antlers only to get bigger and better ones. All my deer hunter friends said, amen. <laughs> loses its antlers. Dog sheds its fur and gets a thicker coat for the wintertime. Grass goes to sleep and wakes up green in the spring. Trees lose all their leaves, but spring comes back around. We love the spring. I want you to tell your neighbor, you might be in a winter season, but spring is on its way. Hallelujah. Spring is on its way. We love Easter's in the spring. We talk about resurrection. It's about new life. Hallelujah. 
But see, what happens when you don't renew? You get older. You get slower if you don't renew. You get fatigueder. You start developing a bad attitude. Hmm? You don't want to do the thing. You don't want to, you got, you turn into a grumpy old man. And you're just 33 years old. Hmm? (laughs) My wife is continually stretching me to new things. And I appreciate it. She's helping me not get old. You know, you've got more yesterdays than you do tomorrows, and you have more past than you do future if you're not renewing yourself. God says in the Word, sing a new song. Do a new thing. Get a new vision. Have a new faith. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything. Guess what? That means everything. Look that up in the Hebrew. It means everything. To everything there, that is to every life, to every marriage, to every family, to every relationship, to every business, to every church. Our church is in a season of new things. (laughs) Amen. A season where God is bringing new things. And my question is, are you a new wineskin? And can you handle the change? Will you handle the change? What happens when the season changes? See, if you don't change then you're going to get left behind, like I said before. I mean, you know, when the, when the, when the winter time comes, you've got to change how you dress. Shorts and t-shirts don't work anymore, especially last week. You've got to change with the season. So many people get to the end of their life wishing to God that they had just been willing to change. The number one thing, the number one regret of old people, they've done survey, survey after survey, year after year, of people in nursing homes that basically have come to where they're at the end of their life, they really can't get around well anymore, that require other people to assist them in living, you know, and staying alive. And their number one regret is not taking more risks in life. All that means is they just quit being new. They just quit doing new things. Isaiah chapter 42, turn there for a moment and we'll be closing in just a second. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9, it says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. See, this is a beautiful thing about God. He's going to let you in on the new things that he's doing. That's, what he's, that's why the church is here. We're here to be the voice of the new things God is doing in the earth. Hmm? He's letting us know, you know, no eye has seen and no ear has heard of the things that, that God has prepared for man. But the Bible says that he has revealed them to us by his spirit. We don't, we're not outside. It's not a mystery to us. We're, we're, on, we're into the mystery. We know what the mystery is. Hallelujah. As the children of God. And God is doing a new thing. He says, for, uh, before they spring forth, I'll tell you of them. Verse 10. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. See, God is going to give us new challenges. God is going to give us new opportunities. He's bringing new people here. He's opening new doors. He's starting new ministries. See, God has brought us as a church to a new season of change. A new season of growth. A new season of renewal. But we must accept it and, and not resist it. Be ready for it and not be against it. See, if you have to go back 20 or 10 or 20 years in your life for a good story, guess what? It's time to embrace new things for you. Hmm? It's time to start new stories in your life. 
One of the most annoying things to me as a kid being in our little country church was the old people always talking about how God used to move. They used to drive me nuts. Well, uh, what did he forget about us? They used to be so good back then. Quit being new. Hmm? God likes new things. That's why he's building and not just built. He is building new things, new projects. God has new things for you. God has new doors for you to open this year. He has new opportunities. He has, a, he has new things. You know, I, I uh, frequent a Starbucks here in, in town over on 121 in Lake Forest and know pretty much everybody in there by name. And it's, it's really wonderful. And I've been going there for a long time, pretty much every day. And um, had, had lots of great conversations. And about a week and a half ago, one of the ladies that works there finally asked me what I did for a living. And I said, I'm a pastor. She said, you're a pastor. And so she starts telling all the other employees, did you know that he's a pastor? Did you know that this guy's a pastor, you know? And so we always have, I always try to bring him a joke. You know, you know I try it out at Starbucks before I try it on you, and I get the same response there, like, <laughs> Somebody in this world loves those jokes. I'm going to find that person. <laughs> Just stand in the mirror and tell myself. But anyway... So this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there at Starbucks, and every Sunday morning, I get there about 6 o'clock. I love getting up early on Sunday mornings, and I take my laptop with me, and usually I have Dylan with me or one of the kids, and we come here and set up the church. But we're, we're there for about an hour or so, and I usually just kind of go over my notes and what I'm going to be talking about doing the finishing touches on my message. And this girl comes up to me, to, the girl that asked me about a week and a half ago what I did for a living, she said, uh, so what, what, what kind of church, what kind of church do you pastor? I said, well, if I were to... I'd say that we're closest to anti-denomination. We're not really not. She goes, so you're not non-denomination? I said, no. She goes, I like that. I said, yeah. I said, you know, because when I read the Word of God and I see the message of Christ, it has nothing to do with denomination. Matter of fact, it's anti-denomination. It really is. And so we do our best to live out his message. And she said, I really like that. And so she, but she just kept standing there. And, And I was thinking, you know, I'd answered her questions, but, but she, she, she had to know. She said, she said so um, uh, anyway, I got to talking about the grace of God. I said, the thing that separates Christianity from everything else is, is that it's the grace of God, is that we, we depend on Jesus' performance, not our own. I said, every other religion is boiled down to this thought that people try to gain merits for a better afterlife. You know, that's every, that's every world religion. Whatever label you want to put on it, it's all about your 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 righteousness and what you can do and how good you can be. I said, but Christianity has nothing to do with that. I couldn't save myself no matter how good I wanted to be. I had to depend on what Jesus did for me. And she said, yeah, but doesn't that take accountability away? If you do that, I mean, what, then, then that means you can just get saved and live however you want. I said, well, that's just a lack of understanding of the grace of God. And I knew this girl had, we'd talked about war and things like that in the past, and that she'd had several generations of men in her family that had fought in, in various wars in America. And so I said, I said, I mean, the Spirit of God just, just moved on me. Listen to me. God will just help you move through a, a new door. He'll give you a new way. If you'll just open yourself up to new things, and, and, and I'm just trying to follow the leading of the Spirit. This girl's obviously looking for some answers here, you know, and I didn't want to leave her high and dry. And, and, and I said, you, you've had all these, these, these generations of men Fighting fight war, she said, "Yeah, lots of them." I said, "I said by knowing that they 
they were willing to lay down their lives to ensure that the next generation and the generation of that and our nation will continually stay free, that, that, enjoy the freedom that we have. She said, yeah. I said, I said did, did, does that make you automatically want to be a better American? Does that make you? She said, yeah. I said, see, so nobody's telling you that you need to be good because people fought a war for you. You just automatically know See, if you understand the sacrifice, if you understand the the measure of gift that God gave you in Christ Jesus, you will not want to live your life any other way but right. She said, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And she goes, you know what? You think different than most people. (laughs) I said, I hope so. Trying to bring a good message to, to people that Christ is the answer. And if you'll understand, the greater, more understanding you have of him, the better life you live. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just telling you, God, God's, God's looking to use you for, uh, for new things, to open up doors that you never thought would be open. And, and I, I didn't expect it to come the way it did, but God opened the door as it just continued to. Anybody know who Mother Teresa is here or was? She wrote this thing called do it anyway and I just want to leave you with this this is really good people are often unreasonable illogical and self-centered forgive them anyway if you are kind people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives (laughs) be kind anyway if you are successful you will win some false friends and some true enemies succeed anyway if you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it's really about personal growth, understanding, and mental development. It was never between you and them anyway. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time to sit under your word. And God, I thank you that you are continually doing new things. Even though the message of the gospel has come to us and Christ has established us through his own work and established us in righteousness and in grace. And Father God, we thank you that your spirit has been poured out upon this earth, God. And even as it was in creation, when the spirit hovered over the waters, things were created. God spoke. And Father, I thank you that even as the spirit is in us, that when we speak, New things happen. New things are created. And Father, I thank you that we are a people to embrace the new things, Lord. And we, we thank you for what you have done, God. God, thank you for what you have done for us in the past and the things that you're even doing for us now, God. But God, I thank you that you are also the God of what's ahead. Hallelujah. That you have great things in store for your people that will not stop and settle where we are. That will not stop and start growing old where we're at. But Lord, we'll just keep being renewed day by day. That we'll live by the inward man and not by the outward perishing man. Hallelujah. We thank you for Christ in us, the hope of glory. Father, I thank you for your blessing upon your people today. And Lord, we receive this word 
with meekness today, God. And we receive this word, God, to go deep into our hearts and to produce a harvest of your life in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said. Once again, thanks for joining Cornerstone Worship Center's Building a Better Life. We'd like to invite you to one of our services in McKinney, Garland, or Little Elm. And for more information about those service times and locations, you can check us out on the web at www.abetterlifeforus. We hope you enjoyed this. God bless you.